Hello there. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm your Evan. Evan. I'm your Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. <laughs> All right, that was weird. <laughs> anyway, if you're still with us after that, we're a podcast where we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season and then were canceled. Currently, we are about to finish The Dresden Files, which has been a goddamn slog. It's been but rough. It's been it's been rough and weird. It's been, it's been real like, rough. It's yeah. been an experience, as old people would say. By the time you're listening to this, tomorrow is black. Or tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. This comes oh, out it's Thanksgiving. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. So let's talk about what we're thankful for this year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thankful that even though we are ending our Paul Blackthorn like appreciation podcast. That I can still experience him in Battlefront 2, which is a delightful video game that just came out. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful that Ryan Johnson, who's my favorite writer-director of all time, is just in charge of Star Wars now. And I'm thankful that for Thanksgiving this year, I'm not eating it in a Wawa parking lot. No. Thanksgiving last year was real sad. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful that... Carl Urban continues to get increasingly good acting roles so that I don't have to watch terrible, terrible things to see his sweet, sweet face. Um, and I'm also thankful for those little tiny pumpkins, the ones that are mad small. The little wax like candy guys? No, no, the real ones. The oh, ones that the pumpkins. The the pum yeah, the little tiny pumpkins. Oh. Not the fake pumpkins, but the little tiny pumpkins. Sure, sure. Um, I am thankful, uh, I'm, I'm always thankful for Paul Blackthorne, but I'm thankful for, for our Bob, our Terrence Mann. Let me tell you, I have gone on a Terrence Mann musical kick and just listened to all the music that he has sang in shows over the years, and that man is a goddamn treasure. I am Can I, I interrupt so... you real quick and put you on the spot? Yeah. Name one Terrence Mann song. One Terrence Mann song, One Day More, he's Javert in One Day More. Uh, how about? Oh snap! Is he really? Yeah. Yeah, like Broadway. Cool. Oh, dude, 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 dude. Let me. Okay. So then, all I'm talking about is Terrence Mann now. Terrence Mann, Javert in um, the original Les Mis. He is Doctor Frankenfurter in the original Rocky Horror Picture Show. Not the original Rocky Horror. I suspect not the original Les Mis either. I suspect. I suspect you mean not the movie one. No, but, the uh... the the original Broadway cast. Is, okay. is Terrence Mann? Yes, um, okay. the original Beast. That's some the street Beast. cred right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna the, say. Yeah, that's the dude. Hardcore street the cred. dude has like days and days and days of credentials, and the yeah. fact that he is like slogging through on this show makes me sad. But then I just go <laughs> listen to like him as Beast in Beauty and the Beast sing. If if I can't love her, and just I just cry myself to sleep, and well, so I'm what, thankful. Paul, that he's, Paul like, Blackthorn also like didn't need to do this show like the no. man's not hurting for gigs no uh the fact that they got terrence mann and paul blackthorne to do this garbage is if only they could have lifted it up like atlas upon their mighty shoulders right, right. but no the fact like it's weird that like terrence mann agreed to do it because paul blackthorne came in to the like the pilot the original movie that they made when there was no bob so essentially they had footage to show terrence man of like here's what we want you to do here's what we've already shot and he was like yeah i'm on board yeah that, <laughs> this sounds great maybe he was a fan of the books it is very maybe. possible 
That's what I'm just going to assume about Paul Blackthorne, too. Like, he was just a Dresden Files fan. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So it's just, I, I'm, I'm thankful for Terrence Mann and, and the fact that I've listened to nothing but uh, Broadway radio on Slacker for the past, like, five days straight. I'm thankful these were the last three episodes of the Dresden Files that we'll ever have to watch, ever. Amen. Except that I had to watch two of them twice because I, like, my brain just melted out my ears. Like, it, I couldn't. Anyway, I had to I had to go back and focus so I could do this synopsis that you want me to do every every week, Ronald. We appreciate it, Evan. <laughs> tell us tell us about these last three episodes of all the right. Dresden Files. First of all, what is the, what's the Dresden Files? What is that, yeah. Evan? Yeah, I'll catch you up. I'll catch you up on what the Dresden Files is. Uh, well, the the Dresden Files is a television show, unfortunately, where it should have just stayed a book. About Harry Dresden, who is a practicing wizard for hire in modern-day Chicago. Uh, he's basically a private eye. He consults for the Chicago PD and takes his own cases. He frequently works with Lieutenant Connie Murphy and is aided by Bob, a ghost who lives in a skull in his basement. Well, what about these three episodes? Hit me with that good, good synopsis. Uh, okay. So, uh... Uh, I just want to preface these by saying that this show has been kind of a roller coaster of like doing bad, doing okay, doing terrible, and this it uh, it didn't it didn't peak again, unfortunately. Uh, so episode ten, uh, Harry's banging some new random chick, uh, and she steals Bob and brings him to what is effectively the Horcrux of Harry's dead evil uncle. Uh, the dead evil uncle is working via like a magical copy of himself to try to come back to life. His try to get his real self to come back to life because the copy isn't really him, even though it is has fleshy bits and looks like him. But uh, anyway, uh, he tries to get Bob to help him trap and sacrifice Harry to complete the spell to resurrect him. Uh, the proverbial carrot. That Justin, who's the evil uncle, offers Bob is mortality, but obviously Bob does not betray Harry after all, and the plot fails. And I suspect that's why they were trying to, like, worm in some Bob pining for mortality to make that a more compelling, uh, like, plot point. Yeah, I caught a little bit of that, too. Yeah. Um, Episode 11 is the bottle episode. Uh, Morgan, Ancient Mai, and some other randos from the High Council turn up at Harry's house as he's talking to Murphy, and suddenly the house is transported into basically the world of the dead, or the afterlife, or some kind of liminal space. Um, no one can leave, and no one can break the spell, and they determine that the spellcaster is inside the house. The call is coming from inside the house. Um... After a very protracted sort of clue-style investigation, they figure out that Ancient Mai, who has been semi-conscious this whole time, uh, transported the house to try to trap Murphy, who's not Murphy, but a dragon disguised as Murphy. Uh. Uh, they, they shove Dragon Murphy into the death world, and then the house comes back to reality, and it's fine. Um, episode 12... Uh, they find a guy dead on the sidewalk with ocean water in his lungs and a spooky brand on his back. And uh, also Murphy's asshole dad comes to town. 
The investigators seem to think that Murphy's dad did it for some flimsy reason, but uh, Harry tracks the killer with magic, which is one of the few times that he actually uses magic. Uh, and the killer is actually a sort of celebrity cop who's miraculously survived all kinds of crazy stuff, and he's come into possession of this magical irony stick, and when he brands people who've had a near-death experience, he basically steals that stroke of luck they had to survive that near-death experience, and death suddenly comes for the person who gets branded, but the guy who owns the brand survives whatever tries to kill him next. Um, and also, they defeat him, and also Murphy sort of sort of reconciles with her asshole dad, but nobody cares. So, I feel like these three episodes were a little better than the previous three. So, Evan, tell me a little bit about what was successful uh, about these episodes for you. Um... Uh, episode 12, I felt, was not terrible. It was, plot-wise, it was pretty, like, middle of the road. Like, the notion of a, like, a cop stealing lives from people, uh, all the people he stole lives from were, like, you know, reformed, like, gangsters or former drug dealers or whatever who had some kind of epiphany and turned their lives around. And, like, he felt like morally they didn't deserve to live, so it was okay for him to be doing this. Uh, that was kind of an interesting dynamic that I feel like didn't quite get explored as much as it could have. That guy was just kind of an asshole. But that was fairly interesting, like, the morality of the situation that he was trying to justify. Um, and, like, overall, plot-wise, like, wasn't terrible. Um... The wedging in Murphy's dad was not a good choice, I don't think, but we'll get to that in the negatives. In episode 11, I like that dragons exist. Uh, that's about it. I don't think otherwise the episode was very good. Um, there was a lot of, the, like, Harry's dad showed up out of the, the ether, like the afterworld ether. Um, was like... There's a traitor in the house, and like that was not new information. There was no point in having. But anyway, I'm I'm getting into negatives. I I, I wasn't crazy about, um, episode eleven, like, except, oh, dragons exist. That's cool. Um, episode ten, I think, was the worst of them. We got a little bit more of Bob. Uh, child Harry didn't seem like quite as much of a psychopath as he had in the other flashbacks. So, yeah. that's good, I guess. A lot of flash flashback-heavy episode. Um, I hated Justin, but anyway, that's about all I got in terms of good stuff. They weren't, uh, none of the episodes were as terrible, like, like you said, Ronnie, as the the previous three they at least sort of tried to have a plot <laughs> um so yeah like it didn't it didn't it didn't slide any further down that slippery slope i guess but certainly didn't uh redeem itself sure andy what do you think um i can say nothing good about episode 10 <laughs> nothing yeah. good about episode 10 episode 11 i like that we saw more wardens um i liked that morgan used his sword a lot uh there's a scene where 
uh, Harry is like, what if we shoot light at it? Like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I liked that bit. Uh, him and Morgan kind of like do a dumb idea and it doesn't work. And that's kind of classic Harry. I loved Bob in episode 11. Um, mm-hmm. That is the most I have liked ghost Bob uh, on this show. Uh, he gets like a good hero bit, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bob was good in episode 11. Um, uh, as Evan mentioned, dragons exist. Harry met a dragon once in the books at a dinner party. Um, the, the dragon did not take dragon form. Uh, it was just in human form. And uh, Harry is friends with someone who like regularly slays dragons. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see a dragon in the show, except, uh, you know, kind of felt wasted um, to have it on this garbage show but uh yeah cool dragons um and then episode 12 i rather liked the idea of the corrupt cop using dark magic i really liked the brand i thought that was a cool uh magical device slash tool um i have so many negatives though so i'm gonna i'm gonna end my positives here and just pass it over to you ronald sure so um yeah, I, I liked um, the episode 10 was no good. Um, I did <laughs> like there was a point in that where like I saw how terrible Murphy was and like there were, it was just the same old, same old of like the dynamic is bad. But it like in that moment, it was very clear that like Paul Blackthorne is definitely doing the best with what he has, with the, with yeah. what they're giving him. Like there was a, a, a discussion with him and. Murphy, where it was like she was doing some weird stuff about like talking way too casually about like, oh, your dad died funny, huh? Your mom died weird. Your uncle. And it was just like all of this is like, you know, related, but she doesn't know that. And she's pressing really hard and it doesn't work. But he's like he's he's lashing out and it makes sense for his character. And he's just doing the best with what they're giving him. And I was like, go ahead, Harry. Go ahead. Um, in episode 11, I had the audio commentary. I learned that, like me, the show creators love Bob. Um, they talked a lot about like the fun they can have with him and like the, the the kind of the tension that he allows for. And especially in this episode, they were right. Like like with that hero moment with like Harry going from like joking around with him to immediately like, oh goodness, he could be gone forever. Like what what do I do? Like what's going on? Um, But they also, like, in the same breath, talked about how Dresden and Murphy relationship has evolved really well over the season. And I was like, well, yeah, well, I don't. No, it hasn't. Yeah, I was like, I I can't really, like, give you any cred for the Bob stuff because your opinions are terrible, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, The actress who plays Murphy, um, she came up with a full backstory for the dragon. And, like, I want to say probably did more character work on this dragon than she may have done on Connie Murphy. Um, because the drag, like, she was, like... Lady just wants to be a dragon. Seriously? Yeah, I don't I blame mean, her. Like, yeah. It, that was her, that was their character arc the whole season, was just, like, eventually someone's going to take her identity, which, again, stolen identity. It's the only, it's, like, the polyjuice potion of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other nice things was that there's a point where um, the dragon's spits fire or like swipes at them 
and Paul Blackthorne or Harry Dresden throws up his shield bracelet. And they said on the commentary that literally every time he did that, he would make like, like, like swooshing sounds, like, because of course there, nothing was actually happening. And like, somebody laughed and he got like super upset and they had to explain to him like, well, you did, you, you like made a weird noise. And he's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And they like, they had to do the take like four times before that. He was like, Oh, I'm making, I'm making weird sounds. Aren't I? I'm doing, <laughs> he, did, um, he did a Ewan McGregor. Yeah. I, I will, I will say that, uh, that is like the most, the shield bracelet has worked like yeah. it does in the books. And I was really appreciative of the shield bracelet in that episode. Yeah, it was. I mean, it helped with like the combination of um, him and Morgan's. Uh, like, they were both doing some like protection magic. It looked like. Yeah, I liked. I liked the episode twelve. I felt like it was like they were trying. I don't. I have to like check and see what the the overlap would have been, but I could see this happening right as the first season of Castle was happening, and it seems like with the whole photographer writing a book about the cop thing, like this, this could be like a crossover that they wanted to make happen, but certainly couldn't make happen. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the episode was good. Loved my Bob, loved my Bob as always. Um, any spaghetti? We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's, that's a negative (laughs) spoilers. There was not, but there is something to be said about spaghetti watch 2017. Um, but that's what the negatives are for, and I'm going to go ahead and throw it right to you, Andy. What failed, and don't hold back, it's the last episode, don't hold back, what failed about these three episodes of the Dresden Files for you? All, all of the Justin stuff, all of it was was terrible. All of yeah. it was so bad. Uh, in, he, he was not creepy at all. Yeah, and he, he just seemed like a pretty good guy. Like... <laughs> I mean, he killed Harry's dad, sure, right. that's not great, but, like, in the books, Justin, one, isn't too much older than Harry, I didn't get the impression. Um, some, like, Dresden Vile super fan is gonna message us and, and tell me I'm wrong, but he's, like, a creepy cult leader, and he's, like, slowly brainwashing Harry and, um, like, like physically abusing Harry, and, like, Justin is a terrible, awful piece of garbage man in in the books and like lying to harry and like doing terrible stuff and uh when when young harry decides like no i can't stand for this anymore he makes a deal with his fairy godmother who is also terrifying and also pretty pretty evil oh yeah she's um, bad. yeah she's also bad that, that uh, the fact that there's a fairy godmother in this is just like cracks this thing wide open for me of like i need it's, i need to be in this world right this shake, second shakespeare level fay not like disney level yeah like fae. baby sure. stealing uh, yeah like, like horrifying yeah. so he makes a deal with his fairy godmother of like give me the power to kill my mentor and then they like have a like all out wizard duel and the fact that like harry tripped and like put a ring into the the voodoo doll which one i don't know why the show is obsessed with voodoo dolls and uses them so much that's it i guess it's just like a really cheap physical prop to show like magic we still have this voodoo doll from the last episode so it's it's not evocative like it's not it doesn't make me feel anything to see like someone 
dicking around with a voodoo doll. Like, it's not like Temple of Doom when the voodoo doll is, like, horrifying. It's just kind of silly looking in the show. Uh, and and to, to see, like, a great wizard fight reduced to that is kind of upsetting. Um, even if I hadn't read the books, I still would have been like, oh, well, that was really lame. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's not a big deal that Harry used black magic there because we've seen him use black magic, like, five times by this point now. Right. like it, for far less reasons. Yeah, it, it's not a big deal at this point, show. Um, all of, all of episode 10 was, was garbage. Uh, 11, um, I like that they brought in more wardens. That was cool. None of them had swords though, except for Morgan. So I was really confused about that. All the wardens in the books cast with swords. So also they, they didn't have wands or stabs or anything. So I don't quite know how they were doing their magic at all. Um... The one had size at one point, and him and Morgan have like a sword versus side fight until Dragon Murphy shoots the dude. And like, why weren't you using magic? When anyway, the wizards had a ninja fight instead of using magic. Uh, Harry's ghost dad showing up was one terrible and felt really shoehorned. Two, he gave Harry terrible advice of like kill all of your friends three like how do you know about magic and shit man like you were a magician anyway yeah, yeah. That, was, that was really bad really really bad and then episode 12 we had a lot of karmani karminsky karmani fuck that dude like the okay. actor is terrible every line he delivers is like nails on a chalkboard yep um also, they write him like he's just terrible. So it's a terrible actor playing a terrible person. So everything he does is just terrible. It's bad. It's a combination of bad lines and him thinking, like, I think the actor thinks that they're good lines. So he just, like, yeah. chews on the lines the whole time. And it's like, no one it's, wants to even see it's you. It's just bad. It's saying. just rough. Just spit your lines out as fast as you can and leave. Like, right. Um, <laughs> and so there was a ton of him in that episode. And that was excruciating to deal with. Murphy's dad was really bad too. Yeah. The the dude was just like really sexist and I don't know if they knew as they were writing him that he was coming off that way. The the happy ending is that Murphy reconnects with that dude, but he never apologizes for Jack's shit. No. Like he doesn't learn and grow and be like, "Oh, I'm a bad person." Um Murphy just like learns to look past it and that's not what you should do in that situation. Uh, a happy ending for me would have been like Murphy being like, I don't need you and I never will. Like right. that would have been the happy ending in my opinion. Uh, or like him realizing like, oh, I'm shitty and I'm sorry. I'm going to work on that and right. gain your trust. But no, like no lesson is learned. As a whole, this chunk of episodes, pretty bad. Not as bad as last week, but uh, still, still pretty bad. <laughs> okay. Evan. What uh, just list off the flaws in just like stunning fashion for me, would you? Uh, so in a, in a sweeping way, it like having seen this season in its entirety, it feels like they filmed it in one order and then just aired the seasons in rand or aired the episodes in random order mm-hmm. because the relationship between 
uh, Murphy and Harry doesn't make any sense. It's it all it's all over the place. One episode, she's like, who the fuck even are you? I'm going to arrest you. And then, like, in episode 12, suddenly out of nowhere, they're drink like, they're literally drinking buddies. They're literally, like, taking shots together, and she's making, like, jo- like, More than are that, you breaking like- up with me? Like, and then there's this, like, the-, the thing where, like, he kisses her, and she slaps him, and then she, like, jokes about it later, like, she's actually right. fine with it. And I was like, what the fuck? Well, that's what I was saying. They're on a date. Like, yeah. he, like, he drives her to the crime scene, which means that she didn't have a car. Like, they drove, like, it's 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 so weird. Like, where did this, not even, like, where did this relationship come from? Where did this Murphy come from? Who is yeah. this person? It is no yeah. one that we've met before. Uh, Yeah, so she's just, like, all, like, her, her how she views Harry and, like, their, like, relationship. I'm be, I mean, beyond not having chemistry, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it's totally... It's like it's like she's a totally different character in one episode to the next episode. If I had to guess, I would say episode 12 was shot like probably midway through like the season mm-hmm. as far as the episodes being shot and they were just like, "Oh, this is the finale. Surely, surely Harry and, and Connie will just be like best buddies by this point." And then like it just never happened and they were like, "Well, just shove it in, I guess." Um also her understanding of magic like every now and then an episode will like imply to us that she has no idea that magic exists and yet in other episodes she's just like oh harry doing that thing with the ant vomit again like like she's not even like she just remarks on it as though it's a regular thing when it's clearly like a magic thing that he's doing and like in the same episode like she will like witness magical stuff and then they'll like she'll remark on how like that's ridiculous that can't happen like what the fuck are you talking like there's no continuity whatsoever between the characterization in one episode and the characterization in the next episode um they break the law so often yep like uh in episode 12 uh like, they broke into the dude's house, like, the suspect's house, after tracking him there with magic that Murphy <laughs> could never have explained to, like, she even, like, just brushed it off later when they asked, like, oh, how'd you find the guy's place? And she was like, well, it's it's a mystery, but it's not suspicious. And, like, everyone just seemed to be fine with that. So, like, they, she they tracked him with magic, they broke into his house... She found a scrapbook. She brought it back to the police department, and they're like, well, you'd be in trouble if you didn't bring us the scrapbook. And I'm like, that scrapbook is not admissible in court. She didn't have a warrant. <laughs> like, And even Harry was commenting, like, you don't have a warrant. Like, what? And then yeah. she like broke into the building, and he was like, aren't, aren't you supposed to announce yourself like legally? And she's like, yeah, this is the police. Like, sarcastic. And I'm like, what? what is happening? Then the thing that she gets in trouble over is that Harry kissed her. Like, that really... That's the thing. Not all the actual laws you're breaking. Like, that's the thing that gets you in trouble is that, like, you kissed a dude who's consulting for you. Like, what? 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 You're breaking the law all the time on a regular basis. You're violating people's rights all the time. Harry's breaking the law. There's dead people in his apartment all the time. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a real kangaroo court out there. Yeah. It, seeing Seeing the whole season start to finish, like, it's... 
it's it's a real cluster like yeah. there's why also one tiny little thing uh justin's last name in the books is demorn yeah. and that's so much spookier than what's it it's not morning star we thought it was it's morning, morning way morning way what does that even mean that sounds like a breakfast cereal like what ugh, tiny little nitpick but come on terrible name terrible choice yeah that was that was one of my biggest like aggravations with this whole a chain of episodes was that like they had built up this big bad all season long and like I could tell he was going to be lame, but at least, like, there was an overarching storyline in this completely convoluted, no-continuity show. And there's there's even at the beginning of that episode, there's a last time on the Dresden Files, or previously on the Dresden Files. And I was like, oh, man, now we're getting into, like, end, end game territory here. Like, we're going to start. And then they dispatch him, like, in a super dumb, easy way where it's like, why did we spend time doing this? Like, why did, why was this guy, like, foreshadowed the entire season if it was just going to be another Monster of the Week kind of thing? Like, it made me so, so frustrated. We're something like 15 books deep into the Dresden Files book series at this point, and they've been hinting that he may or may not come back. Because he's only been hinted at in the books. He's never shown up. And I feel like the reason why he hasn't shown up is because this show butchered him so badly. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, I'll add in. I'll add in uh, onto that. Episode twelve also did not feel like a season finale. There was nothing. No. Nothing no. really interesting or like dramatic about it. No. Series finale. <laughs> Series. Yeah. Literally. I w- did they know it was going to be canceled? At that? Uh, they had to have. <laughs> I'm sure that they was an idea. Um, one of the other things they mentioned was something that you've talked a little bit about, Andy, was the relationship between Harry and Morgan, um, and how the show creator said, these guys, and I'm quoting, these guys should and could have been friends, but circumstances got in the way. They're more alike than they wanted to admit. And just like the tone with which he said it was just like, these guys are just like, they're, 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 they're frenemies. They're, they're like good buddies, but like, there's just too much going on. And it's just like, it seems very contradictory. Like his idea of what their relationship was seems very contradictory to what like the book relationship was. Morgan's like happiest day would involve beheading Harry. Yeah. Morgan is like very, uh, like absolutist, like, Harry's Harry's got like a lot of like moral flexibility, but um, Morgan is like I almost want to say lawful neutral, like not even lawful good. He's just like the law. Ugh. So yeah, they they don't have much in common at all, like as people. Like even if they, even if they did not have the roles that they had, I can't imagine them like really getting along. Yeah. I do think the actor playing Morgan did a great job. Sure, with, yeah. Uh, the version of goats. Morgan the show created, but um, yeah, I, I don't quite think the creators understood who Morgan was in the books, right? Or that, or they just like tried to like spread that Harry Dresden charm, that Paul Blackthorne charm, onto whoever was in the room at the time, even if it didn't quite like make sense for them to be charmed by him. One of the terrible lines from Kermani is uh, he calls Harry Dresden Tinkerbell, 
which is like not even a good insult. Like Tinkerbell's not Tinkerbell's like a magical creature. She's not a wizard. Like like I I'm I would almost be in on Kermani like if every time they saw each other it was like, Hey, what's up, Gandalf? Or like like, hey, Harry Houdini in here. Like, if that was his shtick, like it would he would have some kind of a personality and some kind of character. But the first time he lays it down, he's like, Hey, fairy. It's just like no, you don't. You don't get it. <laughs> you're, it's like you're... I don't even know that that was a wizard joke. Was that a like you're effeminate joke or what? Like I, uh... I, I don't know. I don't know. It just was so out of place, and I was like, "That's was that a was that a burn? Like, did you burn him?" Um, uh, and and so now now we're coming to uh to the I can't give it the song because there was no there was no spaghetti, <laughs> but I was I was watching for the spaghetti. At the uh, at episode twelve, right in that in the final in the eleventh hour of, of, of this show, I was bated breath waiting for that spaghetti, and it's like the second or third scene. Harry's been like dispatched by the Chicago police. He's sitting in his room in his apartment, and we pan up from under a bowl, and he's got a, a, a utensil. And I was like, oh, here we go, here we go. We get over the top. It's oatmeal oatmeal why why are we eating oatmeal this there's never it just and harry dresden then takes the bite of oatmeal and you can see the look on his face where he's disgusted by the oatmeal and it's like yeah harry you don't like oatmeal you like spaghetti why aren't you eating the damn spaghetti it was and and he like literally takes it to the sink and like gets rid of it and i was just like so it was such a spaghetti tease and i know i like now this is like a, not even a showrunner who's like or a, a set dresser who is like, you know, out to like make those little things spaghetti. This is a set dresser that is out to screw with me, and I am I am I'm gonna figure out who it is, and and I'm I'm pissed. I might actually make a video like commentating. This, Whoever this, it was this, on the set this, of the Dresden Files 2006 putting that spaghetti and then chucking away my spaghetti. <laughs> It was a it was a terrible terrible spaghetti bait and switch and that and that is I have to that that's the end of uh of Spaghetti Watch 2017. I'm 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 a little disappointed that it goes out like this. Um maybe there'll be a, a recurring food in the in the uh almost said being human in the almost human universe that uh there that is. I can latch on to. I mean, but oh, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Okay. Uh I'm excited to figure it out. Can I um, can I bring up another negative real quick? You certainly can, sir. Go right At ahead. The, the start of episode ten, Harry's boning down with this rando girl, uh-huh. and uh, she very easily steals Bob. And it's just like, look, Harry, I get that you work and live in the same spot, which Book Harry would absolutely never do. Mm-hmm. But maybe don't leave like your really valuable magical relics lying around where like just random girls you don't know that -hmm. you're gonna bone can just take like maybe keep them in a secret cellar like you do in the (laughs) books or like that cellar that you have even in the show that you have that you go to he goes to it in one episode and it's only the um the Stormfront episode. So I don't no, no, think they he was kept there. That set no, anymore. in the first episode, he like he was down. He was in something. He was not in his regular apartment. Okay. He, okay. And then, um, or like maybe if you are going to leave those ancient magical relics lying around your apartment, maybe like 
have sex in a motel. Or just like <laughs> go to jacket. her house. Like just just get a flashlight and like be sad in your house, Harry. Or maybe like I... lock them in a trunk when you yeah. know you're bringing a random person over who you've never met before that you're just gonna have sex with. Maybe lock your super valuable magical relics in a, in a trunk. <laughs> I felt like this was like the mor- morality play aspect that like all this machismo. Uh, sleeping around with all the women that was gonna come back and bite him at some point for sure, and and, and it finally did. The chickens came home to roost. That was just like dumb. That was just a dumb plot point. Yeah. Like it, they could have had a twenty second scene of her picking a lock. Like Harry locked up this stuff, mm-hmm, and right. she like picked picked a lock. And one, it would have made her a more impressive villainess. Like oh, like she she worked for it a little bit. And two, it would have been like, oh, Harry's not a complete dumbass in this TV show. Right. But, like, no. I, I look at that and I think about, like, I think that the skull was, like, too cool of a set piece for them to ever put away. And so if he put it away once, they would always have to put I it away. I do really love the look of it. Well, like, it's cool. Just put it's it neat. away when you, you're banging random broads. That, no, I get you. I get you. If, if, a scene where it's like, yeah, we get... It would even be funny because, like, he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm bringing a girl over," and Bob's like, "Well, I want to be out here," and it's like, "No, nah, Bob, you you're not gonna watch. You're not gonna watch. We're gonna we're gonna hide you." Yeah, away. they could have done and a like, bit. That would have been a cute thing. So we have watched twelve whole episodes of the Dresden Files. Maybe we feel like we're better people for it. Maybe we don't. But I gotta ask. I gotta ask one last time, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. Did it work? Oh no, no. No, not at all, which is just a shame. But, uh, like, I, w- I was really dreading watching these last three. Like, it was, it, was, it was a slog. Like, I paid a whole $4 for, for the Dresden Files, and uh, I'll never get that $4 back. Like, I'm, I have regrets. So, no, it, it's not working. It never worked. It was canceled for good reason. I'm glad that it's dead. Good riddance. Andy. Yes, Ronnie. Did it work? Just like Harry using necromancy to resurrect a dead Tyrannosaurus Rex. I feel like we used necromancy to resurrect this long extinct dead for good reason television show and we should not have done that we should have left it dead this show is so bad nothing worked it was incredibly inconsistent and uh inconsiderate of the source material and Mm. uh it offended me to the core of my being time and time and time again one of the first things that they mentioned in the audio commentary is they like give a nod to jim butcher and was just like you know, without without Jim Butcher, none of this would have been possible. We, we you know, we, we really appreciate, you know, they, they saw his name on the credits. And it's like, yeah, we it was really important that he gets, like, first and foremost on that those credits. And it's like, yeah, but after that, like, there's nothing. It's just like, this was based on Jim Butcher. But the following episode has nothing to do with Jim Butcher and his work. Um, hey, Ronnie. Yeah, Andy. Did it work? It didn't. And, like, I really wanted it to. Like, I, I didn't have, like, the baggage from the books coming in with me. And, like, I know it 
like it was okay that they didn't do exactly like the books, um, but they didn't do anything like the books. It sounds, but that, like none of that even matters to me. I just wanted to see like good, interesting, compelling, like kind of witty stuff, and like good relationships. And there was none of it. There was none of it. There was. I mean, I, I liked I liked Bob. I'm glad that like I, I met Bob and, and Terrence Mann through this process. Um, but I. I have hope for what could have been a season two. Like, I feel like they maybe could have ironed some things out and I, and I would be interesting to see what that might be. Um, but what I, I mean, what it would be might be like Constantine season one, which is, you know, a show we might talk about eventually. Like, and, and they did not a great job, but a better job than this. Um, so no, it, it definitely did not. Didn't let's work. let's talk season two. How would we have salvaged this yes, nonsense? Yes, yes, yes. Let's let's get let's get in the pitch room. Let's get in the pitch meeting. Do uh, Evan, what's your pitch for season two? So this is um, like if it had been granted a season two and we had to work with season one, can we eliminate season? Can we? Okay, season one was a bizarre dream sequence. <laughs> um. Uh, Harry was in a coma or something like that. I think we could have very easily started with some vampire court stuff. I think that would have translated well to television. That's a very like opulent thing that wouldn't have required a lot of uh, like special effects or anything because they all wear human disguises. Um, we could have uh, we we needed much more like film noir tone i think that you know that's how the book is books are uh are framed uh do away with the narration um but keep keep a film noir like detective procedural and like just just sprinkle in magical creatures do a lot of vampire court stuff this is I don't know I don't I don't know that there's a good way to segue off of episode or uh, season one I don't know that you you could in a salvageable way take season one and move directly into season two I think it would need a total reboot Andy. <sighs> that's the best I got I uh, I I believe it was Movie Bob when discussing Pixels said that. He wanted to grade pixels on a new scale with how many fingers the creators got to keep. And I think I would take all of the writers and directors of season one of the Dresden Files and they each can pick two fingers that they get to keep. <laughs> um, from there, I would then hire a whole new set of creative people. And I think... Uh, I, I like Evan's idea of like Vampire Court, uh, which means you'd have to bring Susan back. I'd have Susan as a series regular. I would lower Connie Murphy's involvement and have her show up like maybe every third or fourth episode um, and really focus on the Harry-Susan relationship. I would also, I think, bring in Billy and the Werewolves um, and Michael as, you know guest stars on the show have them showing up every so often uh michael because the the faith thing is super cool and um if 
you're doing Bianca as the main villain, you gotta have Michael there. And then Billy and the Werewolves, because you can have Harry mentor someone. Also, you would then get scenes with Harry playing D&D with them, and that would have been just delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'd, uh, I'd bring in Max Pub as a, as a film location, because fuck it, pubs are cool. And it's then another location from the books. Yeah, That's my pitch for season two. Bianca, main villain, bring in a couple more Harry's allies to rotate through every couple episodes, lower Connie Murphy's involvement, and up Susan's. Uh, in my pitch for season two, I'm kind of doing the opposite of what Evan did. Um, season two is the dream because you know what I'm doing. I'm making this a four episode miniseries and it's a musical <laughs> because because you have Terrence Mann on the books and you're not going to have him sing songs. That is an affront to everything that I know and love about musical theater. It is going to be musicals with I, I'm, I'm right alongside you andy i'm bringing in the werewolves for musical numbers i'm bringing in vampires for musical numbers i'm bringing in all the fae i don't have any idea what the fae is because it was never it never came up but they're going to be in a musical number i want to have like to the walls musical numbers and everyone who was like muted in this and like just didn't do a good job you have an excuse now to go over the top because you're doing pirouettes while you're while you're solving murders i am so on board for it and then and then at the end harry wakes up and goes oh it was just a dream and then he looks around at his mundane boring season one life and then he goes back to sleep forever and then then season three happens and it's a different musical number and then we just keep going forever and ever there we go uh i would certainly watch that over season one i'd rather run 12 miles than watch 12 episodes of the dresden files again running 12 miles is not like I hate running so much. I hate running too. I was gonna say I would I would totally watch this again before <laughs> I would run twelve miles right now. Um so we are closing the book on the Dresden Files and we are opening the book on Almost, Almost Human. Human. Or, Yay! That's the one with Sam Whitwer and he plays a sexy vampire. Nope. And nope. Sam Sam nope. Whitwer, who is also in Battlefront Two, which uh, has Paul Blackburn in it um wrong degree of separations but um no this is the one where michael ely plays a sexy robot i'm down for that yeah i can attest to this being a good show uh it's i mean it wasn't perfect but it did not get canceled because it was a bad show so that's good yeah Ronnie, any uh, any housekeeping, any emails oh. or reviews? Oh, or we tweets? we have so much to housekeep this time. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off because uh, I it's more important to me to like take care of those who have been there with us than to hop on the new people. We got an email from uh, Sir Nee. Oh, the night of Defender. our podcast. Yeah, he's just uh, he's checking in with us guys. You know, he was listening with the Dresden Files and and waiting through with us. Um, so sorry, Sir very- Nate. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. He was very excited for a potential uh, spaghetti scene, and uh, I mean, you have just, let him you down. Are mired. We are mired in disappointment, Sir Nate. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't imagine. Uh, he did uh, send us his, his uh, address, so he will be getting a Christmas card. Yeah. From family. Everyone else who's left a, a uh, review on our page, send us that email or send us your address. That, that's we got to get that email. Goodness gracious, I am so digitally minded. We are going to get that physical mail to your door. Um, 
certainly also talked about uh, being excited about us doing Being Human and talked about Sam Whitmer and how he's a glorious man and even better vampire um, and how it's a much better show. Nobody gets it's this It's a much joke. better show than... It's much better than any other show with similar names. No, I think Cerny is just ragging on you. Uh-huh. I love it. I th- yeah. He might be my yeah, favorite listener. He's uh he's 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 giving you the giving you the business there, it seems like. Uh mm-hmm. and, and he signed it. Your night defender. <sighs> yes. Cerny. Cerny, oh, thank I'm you so much so for I'm so now. touched in my heart. He will never it's... take an arrow to the knee. <laughs> mm. Um and so we've got we That was let, a Skyrim joke. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the internet knows. Um, so we have uh, we have three new reviews, three five star reviews. Oh, smooth! And I, I, it's Fifteen stars I'm here. <laughs> this is me clapping. This is me thank clapping. you, audience. Andy, Andy called you out. Andy, Andy did his best disappointed dad impression, and you guys answered back in stunning fashion. Bravo! Very, very happy with that. I'm going to start off with uh, one that'll be easy for us to kind of drive through. Uh, from Dr. Barrington said, this show is a super fun listen. Can't wait till they do Firefly. Um, I mean, keep listening, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, just, just, just keep on Hold waiting. Hold out hope, Make Barrington. Make sure you keep hitting that download button. Eventually it'll be there. We do not guarantee it. Um, Andy, you want to you wanna hit a, do you want to give you all of them? And then you can do like a group no, they each deserve their own individual shout out. I, I appreciate that. So, Doctor Barrington, Doctor Barrington, with. you are a beautiful, beautiful bear. I imagine you're probably a, a polar bear or a grizzly. Ooh. I'm amazed that you learned how to use a keyboard and download podcasts, but I'm so proud of you. I mean, he's um, a doctor. Yeah, he is a doctor bear. Is, they wait, have a do PhD? You, is he, is he a doctor for bears or is he a bear doctor? This anywho, is Dr. Barrington. Any, anywho, Dr. Bear, uh, I, I I love you. I wish you all of the honey in the forest. And uh, I hope you get to maul a uh, a bunch of uh, hunters. This is a very interesting polar bear that you've created. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yes, thank you, Dr. Barrington. And, and, and I will you say- You are the official anyway. bear of this podcast. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Dr. Barrington is spelled Dr. B-E-A-R-ington. So, like, there you go. Um, we have another review from, uh, I don't know if it's John C. 210 or Junk 210. <laughs> um, okay. It's uh, five stars, a must-listen every week. He says he listens to several podcasts that feature hosts reviewing TV shows, but Ending Pending is by far the cleverest take I've seen on this popular genre. Uh, he finds himself getting sidetracked while listening to the current episode, fascinated by wondering what show they'll choose to watch next. Will it be a terrible show that deserved to be canceled or a real diamond in the rough? I look forward to seeing each new episode every week. A real, like, you know, he, he took, yeah. us, wow. took, it, took it through the adventure of, a, of an ending pending yeah, episode. It's like a, a whining and dining in that review section. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I was almost suspicious of him. Like, what are you trying to, what do you want from us? Yeah, yeah. What, what, you want my blood junk? <laughs> you want my blood junk 210? Junk 210, you are uh, my favorite gonk droid. I imagine that you have become a gonk droid. Um, I wish you uh, a nice oil bath because all droids love oil baths. I hope that you get to power something important like a a starship or a moisture evaporator. 
And, um, you know, I hope that the separatists never get their hands on you. And just Jonk210, thank you for leaving such a kind review. And uh, I hope you get a cameo in episode eight. Very good. Very good. And we've got one more. We've got one more. Oh, I just I just realized what the title of this review means. And they said, it's working. Aw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is by, uh, by Calm X Dreamer. These guys are both witty and charming, and they provide different and balanced views on each series. It's really interesting to listen to their opinions, and I never feel like they're trying to push personal opinions too hard or sway views on the series. Keep doing what you're doing, guys, because it's working. And they did like a little emoji where it's like the little pink heart with like a little bigger pink heart underneath of it, which is like when I see that, it's just like it's like Twitter pated like, oh, I'm so in love with this series. <laughs> uh, but the but the it's working. That was such that's so clever. Thank you, Comic Streamer. Andy, Andy, Comic Streamer, you are working. You're a delightful listener. And thank you for leaving us such a kind review. I wish you many calm and happy dreams where uh, Jason Momoa comes and gives you flowers. Or oh, if goodness. that's, I don't, it, I, what's an attractive woman? Um, I feel like Kate Blanchett, but that might be more because she's so powerful. Yeah, or Kate yeah. Blanchett comes and uh, gives you diamonds. Not diamonds, the diamond trade's terrible shit. Opals um, or something. I don't, I'm, I'm butchering this compliment. But Comic Streamer, you are delightful, and I hope you have great dreams. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. That was such a nice review. Comic Streamer, I feel like, is like the Freddy Krueger of, like, beautiful people. Like, they just, like, <laughs> they dream them into existence, and it's like, oh, we are so much better for it. Thank I was you gonna, so much, Comic Streamer. Comic Streamer is definitely a wizard in the Dragon Age fashion, like the Somniari who, like, go to the Fade when they dream, so... Naturally, uh, Comic Streamer would be real into a show about wizards and be terribly disappointed that it was terrible. So thanks for coming on this journey with us. I, I just got to say, after this whole past four chain of episodes, I got to say, I love it when you guys talk about something that I do not understand whatsoever. <laughs> it is, it's just, it's fantastic. Play Dragon Age, anyway. Anyhow, I will. Um, guys, thanks so much for the kind iTunes reviews. If you haven't left us a kind iTunes review or a terrible iTunes review, please leave yeah. us a review. Uh, we really, 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 really appreciate it. Uh, if you do leave us a review, we will send you a terribly awkward Christmas card of the Ending Pending Family. Uh, yes. Because when you leave a review, you become part of the Ending Pending Family. And we love all mm -hmm. of you. If you leave a bad review, then you're the weird uncle. <clears throat> but still yeah, part still of the family. Mm-hmm. Still part of the family. Um, yeah, you can leave those reviews on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at PendingPod, on Facebook at EndingPending. Send us an email, PendingPod at gmail.com. Our inbox is always open and excited for you guys. Um, and yeah, that's that's the end of the Dresden Files. Real quick, if sure. at Thanksgiving dinner you don't tell a family member about oh, this yes. new podcast you're listening to... Anytime your grandmom says something racist, just start talking about our podcast. Yes. Just be like, hey, there's this great podcast I'm listening to. Anytime your uncle uh, says something embarrassing or weird, just start talking about our podcast. Mm -hmm. Anytime your uh, sibling annoys you, say something about our podcast. Just keep bringing it up. Yeah, frankly, like, I know everyone's going to be listening to Christmas music or whatever whatever your thing is. Everyone listens to, like, some kind of nice dinner music, I'm sure. Uh, but put this on the playlist, and then all of a sudden you can Sneaking be like, oh, what, is, 
what is this? Oh, we'll just let it play. Like, oh, have you guys heard of this? It's it's that new it's that new show, Ending Penny. Let's just let's let it play. Let's see what you guys think. And like, it's it's always it's great great times when everyone sits around and quietly listens to a podcast. Um, so I'm sure it'll be a it'll be a hit with your family. Something I've been telling uh, my friends because my friends uh, don't always listen to to the podcast. I'm like, hey. Uh, I know you're a huge Firefly fan. We talk about Firefly every episode. <laughs> and uh, as Ben Kenobi would say, that is true from a certain point of view. So if you know any huge sure. Firefly fans, uh, just be like, they talk about Firefly every episode. So yeah, next week we are going to be jumping into a new show from the future. Guys, I am so pumped to be doing Firefly. No. Huh? Yeah. What's what's the you guys are you okay? What's going on? Ronnie. Ronnie. What? Yeah. We're never doing Firefly. <laughs>